Cynic Empowerment. At what point can we trace back to this pivotal moment in which uh, Billy Eilish refined who? her sound? Who? Who? What? You don't know who Billy Eilish is? Bill Yillish, is that like one of the uh, Buffalo Bills like star quarterbacks or something? No, she's she's like uh well, I I hesitate to call her uh I, I don't even know what kind of music it really is. I, I I guess it's like kind of like alternative pop uh something. It it's good music. It's very catchy. I'm sure you've heard of some of her songs. I'm absolutely positive. Um um Bad Guy. Have you heard that one yet? I'm a bad guy. But up, but up, you've ever heard that? No. You've never heard that song? I don't. If I have, I I haven't heard your rendition of it. Okay. I was trying to have like a, 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 a I was trying to give you an example of a ubiquitous <laughs> famous person, and I failed miserably. It's okay. I I suck. So what I was trying to point out is like okay, so. Where along this process did the police ousting actually occur? Did somebody throw a brick through the window? Was it the fifth brick that was thrown through the window? Did somebody try to light a police officer on fire? I don't, know. I don't you, exactly know what led I don't to know. that. You, yeah, I'm not sure about that. You also see a lot of cops resigning just out of unity yeah. with their friends getting um, yeah. uh, arrested. Held accountable. Yeah, being held accountable. Like, I'm going to, well, if you're going to start holding some of us accountable, I'm just going to quit. So I don't know if it was one of yeah. those situations. Which where looks it's like, bad. Because then it's yeah. like, wait, so this guy who obviously did wrong and was held accountable has now been ousted for doing the wrong thing. And you're going to stand with him because I guess you recognize that you have less power than you did before, less, yeah. <laughs> less general immunity to whatever. Yeah, I say good. It's going to make it that much easier to fund them and start with a clean slate, but uh, fuck them. Well, I, I, don't, I don't even want to start with a clean slate. I was like, fuck it. Like, just what you said in the last episode sums it up pretty well. It's like, I don't think that we really need a police force. Um, we can just disseminate those people into the general communities. Not that anybody has to have authority over anyone else. Um I mean, you can still have, like, you, you still have uh, localized militias. Uh, that that organize independent from any police force or military association. So it's not like those things wouldn't start, stop occurring or continue to occur in whatever capacity. I don't think that they would immediately start raiding people's houses uh, with an absence cool. of a police force. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how bad this economic crisis gets in the next few months. Yeah. Well, yeah, and as to what kind of benefits they can gain from it. Well, you've um, got... Uh, 30% of home owners in June didn't pay uh, their mortgages. Yeah, You've I got saw that. that. You've got a, uh, a, almost a similar percentage of the working population that's unemployed right now. So uh, it's kind of a, it's one of those complicated um, like catch 22 situations because on one hand, I don't really want to procure property for myself especially if it's going to be at the deficit of someone else not having a place to live. Yep. But but my hand is being forced because I'm I'm legally being ushered out of the place in which I'm currently residing. Yep. So I don't know like I don't know if I'm paying tithe to that institution by going out and trying to buy my own place. Um I don't know. It's a little a little complicated. 
trying to come to terms with it at least. Anyways. Hey. So the police, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what I, I think that there is a vested interest in keeping that information shrouded. Why would you want to give people the method by which they could potentially oust police stations in their locality? I feel like it would it would be bad for the powers that be to not at the very least try to prevent the spread of that type of information um, beyond just allowing what, what what is basically understood about the ousting of any organization, which is if you give it enough flack and or um, you know if you undermine its activity enough, it will eventually cease its action because they recognize that any any um, uh, any any act in the line of duty that they see fit is going to be less than effective because of all of the opposition they're receiving. Um, but more so just like, hey, if you throw a brick through a window the fifth time, that's usually when they decide to get up and leave. <laughs> I feel like it would uh, it would it would cause a lot more people to start throwing bricks through windows if you know fifth what I mean. Fifth brick's the charm. Yeah, use the fifth brick. The fifth brick is what you need. So yeah. get a big old pile of bricks and sit out there with a box of popcorn and just start tossing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear it on Cynic Empowerment, though, if you start no. doing that shit. Uh, satire <laughs> parody. Yeah, satire and parody. Didn't you hear the uh, the rhetorical nature of what I was saying? <laughs> it's That's a joke. So they yeah they get ousted and then they set up a perimeter. A lot of the memes that I've been seeing about this place are revolving around the effectiveness of a border wall and how they believe that the autonomous zone has set up a a, a perimeter in order to disallow undesirables from coming into the area. And they're like, oh look, the border wall actually does work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a bunch of couches <laughs> at least from the pictures that i've seen it's like it's a bunch of couches couches and they call it like the discourse zone or some bullshit like that yeah they've got lots of zones and the yeah. maps are changing all the time it's yeah. hard to know who's in charge i don't know yeah what what have what have you been seeing what have they been sending you about? i don't know i they've been sending me stuff and i've also seen uh video titled um Fox News faking photos of the Chaz protesters in order to spread disinformation. So, why would they do that, Tim? No, seriously, why would a right-wing news network try to make uh, people uh, that are obviously not their constituents out to look like fucking left-wing nut jobs? Who the fuck is making up these photos? Disenfranchise them. Fox News. What, are they? Is is the justification like it's for the greater good or something? Like I don't even understand. The how justification you come to terms is just with that to give act. red meat to their base. It's what to give red meat to their base. Of yeah. look at these stupid assholes. Yeah. Um, look how ineffectual they are. Look how dumb they are. Look, you're but, so superior to them. But they know that it's a fake picture. But the the viewers don't know. <laughs> That's that's the whole point that's of there only being fucking six evil. fucking corporations. Yeah, well, that's what happens when your media is owned by six corporations that aren't held accountable. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, they can spread as much disinformation as they fucking want, as much fake news as they fucking want. 
What does that mean that we have to get all of our news from Twitter or something? Yeah. Whatever. No, you're sense. totally right. Um, I mean, it's something to keep. It's it's something to be accountable of, and I find it to be a rather interesting argument, especially coming from capitalists that. Uh, like money could be an influencing factor in the way that someone is going to present information. Because if that is the case, then how exactly are you going to view things like uh, political action committees in our government? Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't just simply walk up to somebody and be like, here's $10. And if you want another $10, (laughs) Mm -hmm. scratch my back, scratch yours. It's all fucked up. Yeah, uh, it it comes across as being rather hypocritical when someone's pointing out their affiliations right. with. Oh look, they were funded by mm-hmm. Dell. They're yeah. bad. Well, more so, they're they're what they're probably getting at, especially to the people that's successful with. I mean, it was technically successful with me, and I don't consider myself to be very conservative, but more so, just like, oh, they're funded by people. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is stupid. It's just because I'm dumb. It's like yeah. as soon as I see that, I just get a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, oh man, people are funded in this world. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> as if every every person in this world wasn't going through the same dumbass bullshit. Um, right. That uh, it's it's probably more of a xenophobic thing. Like they were mm-hmm. funded by not Americans. Yeah. Exactly. And you should be afraid of that because what they want is not what you want, exactly. which is to give us oil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty weird. Um, uh, I did get word before we move on completely from, uh, from from these topics non-related to these stories that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard that there was going to be. Chaz like demonstrations in downtown metropolitan Nashville, uh, and that Bill Lee responded to the the premise of such an organization with a threat of retaliation that he would not stand for it and that it would be it would be put down um, immediately if if it were to occur, um, which. I, I don't know if, if there's any teeth behind that, um, but it would seem like uh, if anyone was to try to um, oust any local police forces in the Middle Tennessee area, that they would react with a, a fairly brash and violent response. Did you hear about the story of one of these Boogaloo guys shot a police officer? Am I remembering the story correctly? Well, I, I know about the Boogaloo guys, but I didn't hear about him shooting a police officer. Is that one of our stories here? No. This is just, I'm just trying to think of like, alleged Boogaloo extremist charged in killing a federal officer during George Floyd protest. I'm just trying to like get at, you have, uh, you Whoa. know. There's a these, Wikipedia page for 2020 Boogaloo killings. You have like these protesters being isolated as the bad guys right Mm -hmm. and then you have a perfect example of a counter protester i guess i don't know what else to put the boogaloo guys as people trying to cause trouble people Mm -hmm. trying to create a fucking race war it's like yeah maybe we should put more focus on these guys the people that actually shot a fucking police officer trying to instigate some shit 
So let's let's check this out. So Boogaloo going on a watch list yeah. symbol. They wear Hawaiian t-shirts. All right. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, Big Igloo. Got it. Boogaloo. What? Big Igloo? That's the symbol. It's a it's an igloo. Yeah, that's that's it right there. Here, I'll I'll uh I don't want to go on your watch list. No, 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 no. I don't want to go on your watch list. Come on, man. Go on the watch list. I'm already on my own watch list from all the Marxist videos I listen to. Big Igloo Boys. I don't understand. I just don't under, like, I don't understand how, like, such a silly picture can be be affiliated with a group that convinced a guy to shoot, to murder a cop, cop, and then attempt to murder another cop. Yeah, I, I just like have a hard time seeing how all of this can be all connected. This is just what happens in a society that has no rational basis for basically anything. Yeah. So they they form their own little splinter groups. They find their identity within their tribe, and then they just run with it. I like that actually. Like out of the three symbols that are shown there, uh, of the the three extremist groups, if that's what they're positing them as, mm-hmm. um, the Proud Boy symbol looks pretty cool. But no, it doesn't. It looks like a stupid. Looks like some, it looks good. It, no, it's like it looks like an antique roadshow symbol. It looks like a fucking. It looks like a weather vane. Yeah, it's a fucking weather vane. Yeah. I'm, how the fuck do you? I'm a proud boy because of my weather vane. What the? I fuck? think it's more like I'm a proud boy because I'm exposing my cock. I think that's what that's supposed to get at. This just seems silly. I don't. I, I don't support them in any way, shape, or form. I know, but I but think I it's just, aesthetically a good. It it, it looks good. I, why why is it so. pointing west? I don't know. There's probably some symbolism there. Like the yeah. west is the best. West west w is for, the best. <laughs> w is for whitey. I don't Shit. fucking know. It beats the fuck out of me. And Keck is one of their symbols, of course. Of course, it is. It's like if 4chan had a movement. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty dangerous movement, man. I mean, if you can if you can organize folks and give them some guns and shit, that's that's dangerous. Don't don't give them guns. They got their they get their own guns. Like they got their own guns. Yeah, guns. I mean, like I don't I don't think that anybody necessarily. Oh my gosh, that looks so good though. Instead of okay, I so instead of the Blue Lives second. Matter thing, they've got a black and white flag. Except the middle line is a Hawaiian flowers. Pretty cool, right? That's pretty cool. And then in the upper left-hand corner is an igloo. Hmm. That's pretty neat. I like it. I like what they're. I like where they're going with this, Jimmy. This is pretty cool. The the at, you know at very least you can say that the um, the creativity aspect of symbols associated with movements is going up. You know, that's our civil lining right there. So you have the fucking Antifa people getting labeled as uh, a terrorist group, and then you have Boogaloo boys shooting police officers. It seems pretty incredible. Wouldn't it stand to reason that there are going to be sex within all of these organizations that would be rather extreme? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I have if there's any examples of Antifa people uh, shooting a police officer, but sure. Uh, yeah, not necessarily that they've gone to that particular extreme, um, but how? Uh, what, what kind of unusual behavior do you need to exhibit before you can be defined as being extremist? 
like is 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 it truly it's not just relegated to murder i really don't know i i have no idea it's whatever like you could you could possibly um relegate a good many uh i guess pro-life would be what they would prefer to be called pro-life groups as being extremists like you know as as per what they've done on occasion to chastise and or guilt oh yeah and uh, blow up uh abortion clinics so yeah that's that's pretty extreme you don't you don't get them being labeled uh a uh, terrorist group mm-hmm it's almost mm-hmm. like the likelihood of you being labeled an extremist group is directly corollary to the amount of military garb that you're wearing. Um, like if you have a bulletproof vest or a balaclava, um, an assault rifle is usually something that 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 pops the up a few extremist people points. People have soy boy arms and red bandanas. That's all they have is so- soy boy arms and red bandanas. What's a soy what's soy boy? It, it just means they're skinny. They're skinny soy boys. Oh, soy boy arms. Oh yeah, they're, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> it, it's just like it's just like these skinny, skinny boys wearing red and black, and then women that with blue hair. I just I just don't know. It's the least scary group in human existence. Well, it, the least scary in terms of being able to forcibly execute your will over some other person yeah well but but potentially very scary i mean like if you look at the course of human history and the in the thinkers and individuals who have changed societies most dramatically they were never the people who were big and strong you, it was you know, always the, the, the soy boys were, yeah exactly it was always it's- the, the soy boy thinker folks like it, it was never the 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 soldier that took orders. It was it was always the guy that was sitting at his desk in the wee hours of the night, finishing Drinking his thesis, soy. just fucking ingesting soy directly into his butthole. Uh, that's that's Galileo right there. Galileo was just like stuck, stuck <laughs> sticking soy right up his butt. You're so smart. Yep. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> he definitely wasn't the type of person that was going out and killing people. I and it, it, I think it's because we have such a limited idea, uh, like the our, the time frame that we're able to comprehend as human beings is so limited in scope compared to not only our lifespan, you know, because like, we're going to reformulate memories constantly. Yep. Um, like these people believe that they can use violent force to overcome their adversary. But if if you even just look, no, you don't even have to look at the beginning of the conversation. You can see that the person who's standing across from you is trying to do the exact same thing, and they're not doing it too well, and everybody's getting shit all over themselves. Like, it's just mm-hmm. not It's not effective. It's not going to lead. Like, what, what are you going to be king of the ashes? Like, you're going to burn down all the police stations, or you're going to shoot all of the... Uh, all of the uh, opposing militant forces, and ultimately you're going to be king of the pile of rubble. You can stick your flag in it, and it can be yours, and everyone will have to do what you say. Yay. It's my rubble. Yeah, that's that sounds real good. That sounds like the way that you should change society. Yeah, we're, I'm just on top of my pile of rubble at home. I'm the king. I'm the captain now. King of my own rubble. <laughs> yeah, here, here. So this guy... Ultimately, 
what what became of of this individual? Uh, he's gonna go to jail. He's just gonna go to jail. Yeah. Second Amendment insurrectionists. That sounds good. I like it. This is L.A. Times though. I mean, they lean pretty far to the left, I guess. They're probably just centrists. So I was watching a thing today. I was like, yeah, I think we've discussed this on the podcast before. How um, the liberal uh, left in the United States is actually considered centrist for the majority of the developing world. Wait, what? Uh, like our um, our idea of liberalism in the United States is actually what's considered centrism in the rest of the developing world. Well, because conservatism has such a hold. The universal like center would be like a Bernie Sanders social democrat like if you're looking yeah. at like a true center yeah social social democracy i mean like, cuz democrats are pretty centrist if anything maybe even a little bit well, right in some the, instances they're on the right they're fu- they're fucking right wingers that yeah. have like some well it's a spectrum right we're constantly updating the spectrum so over a long enough time period maybe 200 years down the road our left is going to look nothing like what you know, like our 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 sensor is going to be pushed farther and farther to the right, right? Yeah, yeah. So our Democrats now would be moderate Republicans from the eighties. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. That's that's kind of what progress is supposed to look like. Yeah, absolutely, and that's definitely not how you get someone like Donald Trump as president. That's definitely not <laughs> what that process looks like of just. Well, that's what happens when you trade in right. your logic for for uh, a 20-sided die and you roll a, a failure and you just roll a straight one. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, what happens now? And it's like, all right, so we're actually going to flip through all of the characters that have been on the WWF uh, wrestling <laughs> show over the course of its history and we're going to point to a random one and that person's going to be president. You guys saw idiocra- <laughs> Idiocracy, right? Yeah, like, exactly. That's what happened there, so that's what we're going to do now. <laughs> Oh, it's Donald Trump. (laughs) Sucks for you guys. It's going to be hard to explain this to our kids. I I mean, it definitely is. I mean, what a time to be alive. As as we've been saying for the past couple of months, it just shows us just how far, because we're speaking of spectrums here, right, in relation to the extreme ends of the spectrum. It shows us just how far away we are from where I assumed we were. I thought we were so much farther along, and then something like this, uh, well, this, I say this, uh, let's see, uh, COVID, Boogaloo Boys, or Proud Boys, or any white, re- uh, white uh, right-wing extremist group, uh, or the aspect of a civil war caused by um, uh, volatility in the free market economy, or... Um, yeah. I'm I'm missing a few things here. Chime in, Jimmy. Like, there's a lot of shit that's going on that I can't necessarily pinpoint as being the reason for the potential. Aunt Jemima syrup getting changed. Wait, what? What happened? They're getting rid of Aunt Jemima. You didn't know that? What? Why? Because it's uh, she's based on a minstrel character from yesteryear, and that's bad. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, long with long Uncle Ben. They're well, getting rid of both of them. That's really the biggest issue of our times. Uh, of Uncle Ben? Oh, wait. So what are, they, what are they changing Aunt Jemima to? We don't know yet. Uh, what's funny, it, what's actually kind of incredible, and I think evidence that we're living in a simulation, is that 
a few hours before uh, Quaker Oats or whatever, the company that owns Aunt Jemima Syrup made uh, the announcement that they were going to uh, change the Aunt Jemima label to something else due to its historical uh, attribution, whatever, connection to uh, minstrel shows of yesteryear. Mm -hmm. The Onion made of a, a, a post about Aunt Jemima syrup getting changed just hours before it was released by oh, Quaker Oats. Fuck. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. Ooh, man, hours. they're on it. They're on it. They're ahead of it. But it was really funny because it was they said that they were going to change it to Sheila, and Sheila was um, a black female uh, lesbian lawyer who did not serve pancakes but liked to eat pancakes sometimes. I <laughs> like to have syrup on her pancakes sometimes. Wow. It was, it was, it was pretty. There has to be a, a, a sufficient amount of disbelievability. Like, it has to seem false for it to be satire. For them to hit the nail on the head, that kind yeah. of shows just what kind of situation we are in. <laughs> Yeah. Ever age. since ever since the Higgs boson was exposed to society and the collider, things just haven't been the same. It was all that like they they ran the Higgs boson uh, experiment, and then all of a sudden, like our time is actually going in reverse, <laughs> and we're we're colliding with dimensions that they fucked around with. Yeah, I want to take credit for that idea, but I stole that from a Reddit top comment. Oh, it, it sounds good. It sounds really yeah. good. Well, kudos yeah. to you, whoever whoever came up with that. But touche, yeah. I guess that is kind of the case. So, Angel Mama's getting changed. I did like that. Um, I did like that that uh, that syrup. Although, once you have actual legit syrup, which I did Maple not have, syrup that isn't made from corn syrup. Exactly, I didn't have actual like genuine maple syrup until i was a fucking adult an adult like a legit adult <laughs> i didn't know that was a real thing i thought you had to drink uh corn syrup yeah. with caramel uh coloring and preservatives added to it i didn't yeah. know there was other options i didn't know there was either and then somebody like gave me like a little bottle and it was like clear. oh yeah and i was like why is it so light and, and why is it were, so tiny? Yeah, like why? Why is it so tiny? And then when I got to the grocery store and I tried to buy myself one, I was like, "Good God, it's so fucking expensive!" Yeah, <laughs> it still was like I'm like, well, I guess I could get another bottle of wine instead. <laughs> yeah, do I want a bottle of wine or maple syrup? Yeah. Oh man, but it is so much better. Like it is so much better. <laughs> yeah. There is no. It's not even close. The viscosity is so much different. Oh yeah, yeah no, I um, I don't even like pancakes, so I n I never have maple syrup. Oh shame on you! Why am I even wasting my time talking to you, a non-pancake lover? Soggy ass, nasty ass, fucking <laughs> ass. It's just not a good way to start your day. You need protein. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Well, we, I, I most of the time I do. I just I just eat straight eggs. My cholesterol is probably really high for a thirty-year-old person. No, nah, eggs are good for you. Ugh. Well, it's supposedly a brain food, but you know what makes them really good is putting some Aunt Butter. Jemima syrup on top of them. Wait, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever read uh, Black Like Me? No. Uh, how about um, there was a female equivalent that came out shortly after. Um, Woman Like Me? Woman Like Me? <laughs> 
You know, it's, Wait, in women like, like uh, you? I want to know how to make women like me. Wait, this isn't about making women like you at all. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, so it's like, uh, uh, well, black like me, the, you know, effectively have um, a, a white individual that dresses up in blackface in order to assimilate. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I do remember that, uh, that show. Yeah. It's a, well, like, it, was I, a, it was a book. Well, it was a book. I yeah. swear to God there was, okay, sorry. I think there was a show that did a similar thing. Please continue. Yeah. It was published in 1961. Uh, it's a nonfiction book by the white journalist, John Howard Griffin, his journey to the deep South of the United States. Um, <laughs> and it says explicitly here, at a time when African Americans lived under racial segregation, which I think that both of us know are aware of at least the year 1961 as being such. The only reason why he would have written a story like this is because these things were coming to a head. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, there was a there was about to be there was this uh, this societal tension that. A lot of discourse was going on on the topic of inequality and racial segregation, mm-hmm. um, and this guy wrote the book as a way to, um, you know, what he claimed as uh, as giving him insight into a world that he would not know about otherwise. Um, now, I I don't like on, on face value. I think it's a generally good rule of thumb. For us white guys to simply know that it's not okay to dress up as um, a an ethnicity that you're not, uh, a, a especially and explicitly if it is to make a caricature. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I mean, there's a difference between like I want to experience Japanese culture and wear a kimono and putting black makeup on your face and making your lips big and red and being like look at me i'm so dumb and silly okay the, but the last part is especially important there look at me i'm so dumb and silly well right? i don't know what the, yeah but and and the the red lips and stuff like if you exaggerate certain features then it becomes cartoonish and that's unethical as well but if you do so in order to gain insight is that wrong oh yeah i mean obviously that's different oh i mean is it yeah so I mean, this guy. I mean, he 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 said that he he experienced some breakthroughs as a way, um, you know, because he was seeing things from a, a different perspective, um, and and that is fairly interesting. In in fact, in my lifetime, I've only witnessed one person, uh, in in blackface, and I did not know they were in blackface at the time. Uh, so, I, I think that it it kind of stands to reason that we're able to categorize individuals who are in blackface in in a in a practical fashion and by practical i mean like a, a situation like this in which someone is trying to experience um life through well, a, well i'm assuming that whatever aesthetics and makeup he had on his face were high grade where someone doing oh, black yeah. faces it's, it's a it's a i guess slap dash effort i guess when you say blackface it's indicative of something that is uh, what did you say lap dash what, what, what? slap dash slap dash yeah it, it is something that's like, it, it looks like it's supposed to, it's like intentionally bad or yeah. intentionally wrong. Um, but, it, you know, I was fooled uh, to the degree that I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely a black person. Um, <laughs> 
which wow. was it's fascinating. I actually saw I was uh, um, uh, how old was I? I was in my late teens. I was going to uh, Southern Baptist Church. And, oh no! Oh no! Okay, so this is this is why this is one of the reasons why I ultimately pulled away from the church. Um, because when the guy got on stage, there was an apparent uneasiness. Wait, uh, wait a guy in blackface got on stage. Got on stage. In the Southern Baptist Church. Oh my yes. god! Yes. be like, oh my god. Okay, right. And a lot of people were were dis- They were uncomfortable by the fact, right? Guy got on stage, and I'm like looking around at all these people. You're like, why is everyone so racist? Why is everyone so uncomfortable that there's this black man on the stage? Yeah, which, to be honest, was one of maybe, I don't know. I I'd seen maybe I I I would I have more fingers on my hand than the number of black people that I had seen in that building, growing up. Yeah. Um. So it was it was a staunchly white place, very 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 white. Um. And it was a fairly large church, especially for a rural area. Like there was uh, uh, anywhere between 200 to 500 people, you know, uh, during, uh, you know, the, the congregation fluctuated in size over the years. But it was a lot of people for a, for a small town of, you know, 3,000 or so. Um, and this guy gets on stage uh, and looking back, like he was, he was definitely acting. Um, he was using, uh, I wouldn't call it Ebonics, um, but it's like he was, he was hamming it up, I, I guess is a good He way wasn't to... talking the way he normally talks. He would not, he was not talking at least the, so whatever what the, the accent is that we're using, he wasn't it, using that one. Jesus, you're born in the nineties. What the fuck? Why, why did this, why would, why was this allowed to happen? It's I, not like you. I don't know. I don't know because like the only lesson that I got from it is that I'm a terrible judge of who's wearing makeup and who's not. Uh, what the what the fuck was the purpose of it? I think the well the purpose. So this this guy I never got to talk to. Um, I mean, it would have been good to be able to pick his brain and be is like, this a so what exactly act were you that trying he goes to around accomplish? With? Like what the fuck? Yeah. Well, on so on one hand. Um, I, I think like the 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 aha moment there was not necessarily that there was a guy on blackface or that he was acting how he thought black people acted, but more so that I had never seen another black person in that building in my entire life, in roughly two decades worth of time. I had mm-hmm. never seen a black person in that place, so it kind of made me think like, wow, this is a racially segregated area. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. And even the guy that I thought was a black guy is actually a white guy that's dressed up to be a black guy. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. And yeah. I and I know this all the while because there were there were black churches around the area. In fact, that, that that's um, actually categorized as a Christian denomination within, um, you know, a lot of research groups. It's like you, you have you have a black Protestant. Um, uh, or like uh, black Baptist or, or you know whatever um, mm-hmm. as being categorically different than other denominations um, mm-hmm. because of the way in which uh, you know segregation is still present in these religious communities yeah uh, so um, I knew that there were some around the area um, there was there was a, a you know a black Baptist church that was less than 
five miles away. Like it was, it was within like a long walking distance away. And it made me think like these, those people aren't so much different ideologically speaking. Like, I mean, they, they could very well just like integrate into the same building. It's like, Oh, I mean, if I, if, if you were a, Oh wait, you are a Baptist. You understand exactly what I'm talking about. Fuck you. Um, it will, it, if I was saying this to like another Baptist person and being like, well, why don't they just like assimilate into the same building? It's like, yeah, sure. Like, that's not what it's about. That's not what any religious group is about, especially when you're talking about denominations within Christianity. Like, it's about a power structure. It's about categorically defining yourself by some superficial parameter so that you can retain control over the mass of people that you have convinced to follow you. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Uh, so yeah, that's my little story about how I saw a guy in blackface. <laughs> that's still fucking bonkers. Isn't that weird? That's fucking weird. He like he like ripped his like face off and like he had he had um um like these what they're like super expensive gloves that he was wearing. I should actually I should talk to my family about that. Like what they thought. Like hey, hey, remember that one time we had a guy in blackface come yeah. and talk to us? What was that about? That was weird. It was Wasn't so that weird. That's a surreal moment. You you realize that it was like the early two thousands. Why was that allowed to happen? <laughs> yeah, well, there. I'm sure you've had some of those times growing up. No, you what? You never like you never like looked back on your childhood and and thought, wow, I that that was actually really weird. Like I thought it was normal at the time, but uh, oh yeah, of course weird. I had those moments, but I never had someone in fucking blackface. Yeah. Do you ever? Yeah. There was a there's this thing called the Tobacco Festival. It was like I mean just to to continue on the subject of like weird shit that happened that you now look back on and be like what the fuck was going on? There was a a mock bank robbery that would occur every year during the Tobacco Festival <laughs> in the town that I grew up in. Okay, what? There were bleachers that were set up in the in the in the corner. It was it was just a block away from my house too, around this bank, around the entrance to the bank, and there were these like weird dudes who would ride up in horses, or ride in horses. <laughs> they just got inside the horse and they rode up. Uh, they were riding up on horses, and they would come. They would go inside of the building, and then they would basically just like come out and shoot a bunch of blank like. Uh, blank shots out of their pistols up into the air and pretend like they robbed the bank and then they would ride <laughs> off. That was it. <laughs> and everybody, they would, people would wait for hours. Like they would sit on these bleachers waiting for these guys to get ready and then they would just like run out and be like, and then they would ride off. It's like what the what? fuck? Are you sure you weren't just like high your entire childhood? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what it sounds like. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's really. I remember telling somebody that at at Berea actually, and they were like, <clears throat> "I'm sorry, what?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, you know the tobacco festival." And it was like you the, know, tobacco the tobacco festival <laughs> every year. You know that one thing that that, that you don't kills have people. And give us up lung cancer. Yeah, we would celebrate it every year. Yeah, that's uh, that's what the area I grew up in was known for: growing a particular type of uh, one sucker tobacco. Is what it was called. Like, 
what what else happened at the tobacco festival? Are they like giving out like tobacco like candy to like anyone that wants it? They showed off their leaves. Like they they would compete to see who had the best tobacco. They would they would hang it up downtown on the square, and uh, you know they would have like judges walk through and and. Uh, I guess there would be some kind of reward. I don't know what they ever got. There was usually like a guy off to the corner that was uh, doing his like little like uh, traditional blacksmith thing, which was always really interesting from my point of view. I was like, that's the cool thing. I'm going to go right over there and watch that guy make horseshoes for an hour. <laughs> and then there was a bunch of like uh, um, like cookie cutter uh, uh, vending stations in which they sold like funnel cakes or slushies oh, yeah. and like that kind of stuff. There's like three or four of those that were parked all around. Um, God, it's, it's ridiculous. It's totally surreal. Yeah, I, I know. I, I have no reason to think that you're lying to me, but yeah, it sounds like fucking horseshit. No, not at all. There's a big parade. You know, there would there would be a Miss Tobacco Festival. No. Yeah, dude. No. Mm. Oh my god, no! this is like, this is bringing back so many memories. I actually remember one of my earliest tobacco festival memories was when I was uh was when I was getting ready to be on my preschool parade, right? I was I was going to be on the preschool parade float and uh they didn't they had had somebody ditch or I guess whoever was going to wear this particular costume decided that it wasn't for them. So one of the teachers and one of my parents, I can't, re- I can't remember if it was my mom or my dad, were trying to convince me for like what seemed like the longest time to wear the cow outfit. And I'm like, I'm not wearing that fucking cow outfit. Like, no. Like, that looks ridiculous. Looks it's like obviously cow. emasculating. Like, I'm a little boy, and like I had been raised in like a masculine culture. So yeah. I'm like, I cannot be a cow because a cow is not... The, a male bovine. <laughs> yeah. If it was a bull costume, then maybe. If it was a bull, then I might consider putting that ridiculous costume on while parading myself through town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> uh, that, that's, that's fucking incredible, man. Like, your life could have ended up so much different, Tim. You, you could have ended up falling in love with Miss Tobacco, <laughs> and you could be on your eighth kid right now. Who's to say I didn't? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Um, Are you married yeah. to Miss Tobacco? Yeah, touche. Um, no, I, I don't I, know. I dodged you, the bullet. <laughs> it could, yeah, ex- seriously. No, I have those moments all the time. Like, man, I could have went way different. Yeah. What, what was <sighs> your What was your weird weird parade of yesteryear? I lived in the suburbs, man. We didn't have any of that shit. Oh yeah, you were you were in uh, in Houston. Yeah, we didn't have any of that. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's small town life for you. It's pretty weird. Gets it's, uh, gets odd. Gets odd pretty quick. It's incredible. I feel like I wasted so much time with that kind of shit. Like it, like a lot of my my young adult life. Uh. The, was dedicated to recouping what little knowledge I had about the world and trying to reformulate the remainder of that towards something that was practically useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess a, a lot of a lot of folks our age probably could agree with. Just in general, like the world's a pretty fucked up place, and especially if you grew up in the in the southern United States, 
there's a there's a lot of thinking to get out of. <laughs> there's, a, yeah. there's a lot of stuff to uh, try to logically reformulate so that it becomes something useful. Um, or or just ditch it. And if you ditch it entirely, I feel like if you ditch too much stuff, you just feel like you're way behind. Mm-hmm. Like they like. I I end up like con, you know voraciously consuming content for no reason other than the fact that I feel like I, I like I need to. I, I feel like there's there's like this this massive amount of culture out there that uh, I could have been potentially exposed to, but I simply wasn't because I was being intentionally kept from all of this mm-hmm. evil world out there. You know, lest my mind be corrupted by the masses. Or, you know these uh lefty media outlets <laughs> yeah i don't know uh i think you're doing fine <laughs> oh thanks man <laughs> you're sweetheart jimmy uh, i mean i don't know i think you've done more soul searching and trying to figure the world out than uh many people twice your age so you, you, you do it right oh thanks i you know that's that's nice of you to say i don't know if i would have I mean, looking on the bright side, right? Silver lining. <laughs> Silver lining. Ooh, I probably ooh, wouldn't ooh, have ooh. done that if I hadn't have been so concerned about being behind. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that I would have found myself in the state that I'm currently in if, um, if I had had like a moderate upbringing or the, you know, like something that wasn't so extreme or odd or radical or what have you. Oh, like, it's not like I was brought up in a cult. Close to it. How many steps away? Oh, so you're saying that if you just had like a more cookie cutter upbringing than you think that you would have not been like, wait a second, let me see how many of these rocks I can flip over to realize that everything's a lie. <laughs> you, you think you would have just been like, I'm just going to ride with my blinders on because everything's made sense so far. So things are just going to keep making sense. Well, kind of, because I feel like everybody has that pivotal moment in their life uh, or, or, you know, a string of pivotal moments that instead of instead of removing your blinders, they turn your head uh, to the degree that uh, you, you know you're able to see these side streets that you didn't even think were there before, yeah. um, and and then it, it causes you to take your blinders off yourself because you recognize that there's this entire world out there that you were led to believe wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. So then you start searching and like. Every every you know rock that you turn over uh, says something that e- is either like a faint homage to what you believe to be true. It's just like a more detailed investment into yeah. into that into that world, uh, or you flip something over and it's directly counter. And I feel like those things are potentially damaging, especially if we have any any folks that are listening that are bringing up children right now. Like you need to recognize that intentionally misleading someone, even if you think it's to protect them, is going to cause far-reaching harm. Wait, so I can't pretend that Santa Claus exists? Hey, that's a that's a pretty good example. I was actually taught when I was younger that Santa Claus didn't exist because they didn't yeah. want me getting confused um, with uh, Christian deities. <laughs> hey, 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 kid! Yeah, Jesus brought you these gifts. Yeah. No, seriously, they would they would say like these gifts are from mom and dad. Santa Claus doesn't exist. And Jesus. And Jesus. <laughs> Jesus exists too. 
<laughs> love mom and dad love mom and, and dad jesus yeah and god that's and right the holy spirit i mean and, and in a certain respect like halfway there like i expect your honesty and directness and on the other half like why the fuck like what what, what? <laughs> just like you're just like taking out um one the imaginary fun character and inputting another and you're just like yeah. well this one's good though and it's like okay so if you are to look at these two characters in a comparative analysis, Santa yeah. Claus and Jesus are basically the same character, right? I mean, except for Santa Claus isn't going to send you to hell, but please continue. Except Santa Claus doesn't send you to hell. He just gives you coal. <laughs> yeah. Which, the stakes hey, are a lot lower. I'm into traditional blacksmithing. I can deal with that. You know, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> A hell of a lot better than than that place. <laughs> the hell of a lot better than hell. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. No Easter bunny. Um. Certainly no leprechauns, despite a little bit of Irish heritage. Um. Let's see. Did you did your did your parents do the whole like uh, elf on the shelf or anything like that? I don't think elf on a shelf existed yet. That's a modern thing. I Is think. it? It wasn't a thing when we were kids. That's like what all the millennial parents are doing with their fucks. I mean, children. With their I, fucks. I refer to people's <laughs> children as fucks. Oh, yeah, a very high know. rating I'm, for elf on the uh, shelf. I, I'm torn on the whole. Whenever I, I eventually have children, whether or not. Um, do the santa thing i feel like i'll probably do the santa thing but you know just for like a little while oh shit you're right that's like 15 years old yeah man fucking millennials kids millennials kids are gonna be like instead when they start making their own podcasting and be like remember when we had that elf on a shelf that was fucked up yeah why the fuck did our parents tell us that this little freak in the corner was watching us at all times that seemed totally unnecessary it's <laughs> ring of gaijis all over again the 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 notion that you will act better if you believe you're being watched yeah and during the holidays everyone is stressed the fuck out because it's the most it is it is capitalism that is condensed and encapsulated to make your life a living hell for the coldest, hardest months of the year. The parents are stressed the fuck out to the degree that they need the kids to be in tip-top shape. Like, do not fucking bother me. So help me. Yeah. I will murder you. <laughs> I'll murder you. Oh. And I'll just put, flush all your toys down the toilet. We're going to Saturnalia your ass and spread you all over the Christmas tree. Guts will be garland. So get to it. Elf on the shelf. <laughs> if you do anything wrong, this this elf will approach you in the midst of the, the night. <laughs> I and, like it. And it'll it'll like you wake up and you'll turn your head and it'll just be like standing there on your pillow and be like, Tommy, you're a bad boy. You're such bad boy. I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you eating those extra cookies. Your mom wouldn't want you to eat those extra cookies, would she? <laughs> it's got like a little piece of glass. He's just like holding it to his nose. <laughs> oh my god! So Tommy, I swear to God, I swear to God, if you take another cookie, I will cut you. I will cut your nostril. You want three nostrils? I give you three nostrils. What the fuck? Oh my god, Elf on the Shelf, I swear I won't do it again. You better not fucking do it again, god damn it. I'm going to be sitting on the shelf. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> you think 
I know I'm only in the living room, but you think I can't see you in the kitchen? I see everything, I see motherfucker. Everything. He's like his head turns all the way around, like Woody style. Uh, I see everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so plain oh. nice. <laughs> oh man. Well, I I I, I see uh, a really shitty uh, horror movie franchise coming along. Oh yeah. That could be us, Tim. You don't have to have lots of money to make horror movies. The production value doesn't have to be good. People will watch them regardless. Uh, we'll figure it out. I mean, there there's like an odd string of horror or uh, you know holiday related horror movies. Exactly, and they're and they're perfect because you can play them around the holiday that they're based off of and Halloween because Halloween's all about horror, so you get double dips. Oh yeah, then you got movies like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, you can watch it around Christmas time or Halloween time. Mm-hmm. Double yeah. dip. Holiday movies are the best. Speaking of double dipping, if you all want to double dip us, <laughs> you can do so by emailing us at syndicatepowerman at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook and send us a message at syndicatepowerman. Or you can tweet at us. On the Twitter at Cynic and Power Me One, we would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. And if you're listening to us through any of the listening apps, please like and review the show. It helps other people find us. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't like us, the elf on the shelf will visit you in the evening. He'll be like, "Hey, did you not like Timmy and Jimmy's podcast, Cynic Empowerment, on their Facebook page? I will cut you." I will hold this glass to your nostrils and I will give you another nostril or make one substantially larger than the other nostril. We'll force you to experience the joys of the tobacco festival. I yeah. Uh you mean exhibit the joys. It's no force. It's all it's all by choice and you guys are gonna love it. We're gonna ride horses and shoot a bunch of cat pistols while eating nasty ass funnel cakes and judging the backie. <laughs>